to the word of the Lord now at this time. I'll just tell you, when I was in phone conversation with Brother Wall Brown, I was driving to Columbus, Ohio, and I felt the presence of the Lord in the car as I was driving, Brother Jordan. I did. He said, I think the Holy Ghost is in this. I said, I think the Holy Ghost is all over me right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I just appreciate anybody who has enough sense to say there's a circumstance. Let's take it to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. We're dealing with spiritual matters, church. I'm going to digress before I even progress here. We're dealing with spiritual matters. Amen. Carnal means will never touch, will never heal, will never fix spiritual problems. My God, hear it this morning. In Jesus' name, the foolishness of what we do here today, it's foolishness by the world's standards. But it's the foolishness of preaching that God uses, hallelujah, to convert the soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To save in Jesus' name. Amen. A double digression. Everyone say extravaganza. That was, that was really good. That was well. The Easter egg extravaganza is right around the corner. This is Saturday, April 8th. Please come out and be a part. Put your Holy Ghost smile on. Shake hands with those in the community, those that are coming out to try to score some free prize and get their, get their kids all loaded up with Easter candy, you know. They need Jesus. And if we take this opportunity and if we maximize it the way that we should, there will be light that shines into darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's be here and be a part. There'll be prizes. There's going to be a petting zoo, bounce houses. There's going to be burgers. Somebody said that I might even be grilling them, so they're going to be awesome. All right. And uh, we have the egg endeavor, hundreds and hundreds of eggs that we need for this, uh, for this endeavor. If you have not picked up eggs, there will be folks in the, in the foyer that can assist you, but we just need you to take the empty eggs, fill them up with individually wrapped pieces of candy, put a little piece of scotch tape on them, put them back in the bag, even the bag that you took them home in, and just return them to the church, and we'll take it from there. But please be a part. And there is a volunteer meeting one week from today because nothing like this happens without you folks giving of your time and energy. So there's a volunteer meeting a week from today after service that we'll talk about again at that time, I'm sure. So be a part. Everyone say Easter extravaganza. Very good. I want to express my gratitude, and uh, you all knew I would, and I'm going to, to my pastor, to this ministry team, and uh, those that, that fill this pulpit. I have yet to come into this place, and the Lord let me down. He always puts a word before us. He always sets the table, doesn't he, Brother Leezer? Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful for it. I honor my pastor. He's out preaching a, an anniversary service this morning. We're going to look at the book of Psalm, chapter 78, Psalms, chapter 78. If you would turn there with me and or turn your attention to the screen. We're going to start in verse 35, Psalm 78 and verse 35. If you have it, say amen. Psalm 78 and 35. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer they in this case is Israel Israel remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer why is this significant because Israel's relationship was constantly vacillating their faith was constantly vacillating they were always in highs and in lows in their relationship with the Lord not that anybody knows anything about that hallelujah but it is a human condition 
Verse 36. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. Now, here's what's interesting. They remembered God was their rock and that he was the high God, their redeemer. But even still, they flattered him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. Verse 37, for their heart was not right with him. Someone say their heart. Neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Neither were they steadfast in his covenant. We're going to skip down to verse 41 for the sake of time. The scripture says, yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Someone say limited. They remembered not his hand nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. And if we could, let's go to the New Testament. In the name of Jesus, we're going to look at this and tie it together this morning. The gospel according to Mark in the third division. Mark chapter 3 and verse 27. Mark chapter 3 and verse 27. There it is. Jesus is speaking here. And Jesus says, No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods. I like that. But then there's a caveat. It says, Except he will first bind the strong man and then... He will spoil his house. Then he will spoil his house. I've heard this passage preached multiple ways. And as I look at it this morning, I can tell you that I don't ascribe the characteristics of the strong man here to the enemy. But I describe or ascribe rather the characteristics of the strong man in this scripture to you and I. To you and I. We're not worried about Satan's house being spoiled. But I can tell you right now, I sure don't want my house spoiled. Hallelujah. So today we're going to deal with strong men bound and the great God of the ages limited. And for a moment, I'm going to, in the name of Jesus and in humility, minister this thought, loosing the limitless. Loosing the limitless. Could we surrender this time to the Lord? Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, right now, we need you to grace us further with your presence. You have been here. We are not gathered in vain. We are your children, the ones that you love. We are your sheep. And we ask you right now, Father, to be near. And I pray that this word would come forth in purity, unadulterated, Father. Heal me, Jesus. Make me safe in this place, God. And I pray that you would be exalted in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we speak to every spirit that is contrary of fear and of doubt and of unbelief and of apathy. And we command it to go. We are your children, Father. And we will walk in you victorious in Jesus' precious name. And the church said amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as we're singing. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. We live in an age where houses are being spoiled. We live in an age where homes are filled with strife and they're filled with worry. And we're going to get this out of the way quick because we don't want to dwell on the negative this morning. But how many can say that they've noticed a trend in culture that there's pain every now and again? That people are broken here and there. Families are often at odds. There's hurt. There's concern where there should be rest. Oftentimes, 
there is weariness. And when we should be receiving sustenance, oftentimes we're left feeling empty and we're left feeling drained. And our personal and our familial economies, our households, they are suffering. And if you're not numbered in that category that can relate to anything that I've just said, you are blessed. You are blessed. But as I hear the words of Christ in the Gospel of Mark, I can't help but ask myself, what is it that causes the strong men and the strong women of God to be bound? What is it that has left us wanting? What is it that has left us full but empty? Notice that the Scripture ascribes strength to men even in bondage. Does or does not the Scripture say that the strong man is bound? My God. Bondage is not always an indication of weakness. But our strength must be strength in the Lord. Hallelujah. And our power must be in the power of his might. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Church, I'm just going to cut to it. We serve a limitless God. We serve a limitless God. Our vision may be limited. Our human capacities may be limited. We may have had to abide by a speed limit on the way here. But I'm telling you, we serve a limitless God. How limitless is he? Well, the scripture says that in his presence there is fullness of joy. There's a limitless amount of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures. How long? For a minute? No, forevermore because it's limitless and he's limitless. Hallelujah. God who said the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. God in whom we live and move and have our being. God the father of lights with whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning. God who has all power is a limitless God. God with a strong hand. God with an outstretched arm. God who is mighty in strength. I wish someone would help me. God is an everlasting rock he is an everlasting rock you know the thing about a rock it don't change the weather changes the circumstances change opinion polls come out there's new fads things come and things go but the rock is a certain foundation the rock is sure hallelujah the rock you can count on the rock will gird you you can stand on it and let the wind howl let the waves let the waves grow but God is a rock This God with whom all things are possible. This God who made the earth by his power established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding, the scripture says, stretched out the heavens. God who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nation. This God, he is limitless in power. I'm trying to bring you to where my heart's at right now. This God is limitless in power. I wonder, do you know him? This God is limitless in power. God who rides on the wind, the scripture says who walks on the water who at this spoken word that very same wind and wave do obey him he spoke to that which had no form when only darkness covered the deep his very spirit moved across it and he spoke let there be light and boom there was light this God is a limitless God we serve a God that is not limited by the elements he's not limited by circumstance he's not limited by personal inability or insecurity this God is omniscient that is to say all-knowing this God is omnipresent that is to say all over the place and this God is all-powerful and omnipotent limitless God Hallelujah. hallelujah 
I don't know what would happen if one, two, three, or a hundred actually got that so deep in their soul and were so convinced about it that when they stepped out of their home in the morning, everything about them was focused on the energy and the power and the revelation of this God. He's limitless. He's limitless. Now, you know the disclaimer. This has been in my soul for a while. I don't expect everybody to get it just right yet. But I'm telling you, it's all over me today. I'm, 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 I'm confounded. I'm confounded that I've stayed in my little lane for so long and I've let Satan bind me in this way and that and I'm, I'm confounded that I've, I've seen all the circumstance and the situation in the world and I'm surrounded by the lost and I have this God on the inside of me. I have this power of the Holy Ghost inside of me. We're going to talk about it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our text tells us in Psalm 78 that mankind, that is to say the created, limited the Holy One of Israel, the Creator. Can I submit to you this morning that you and I are the great limiting factor in what God can and will do through us? You and I. You mean Brian. You mean Brian. There's, I got something to do with it. Folks, I hate to break it to you this way. But there's good news. There's a silver lining in it all. Yes, you do have something to do with it. But if we could ever just get in alignment, if we could ever just let our faith flourish, do you understand that God is waiting and poised to blow our minds? He desires to do things in Montgomery that we cannot even imagine. His very word says it. It's above what we could ask with our mouth. It's above what we could think with our minds. Mm. And it's not of my might that we will see him move. Not of your might, but quite the contrary. It's of my humility. It's of your contrition. It's of our joint submission. It's of our obedience that God is made great in the earth. These are contrary to our culture. These make no sense. Every commercial, every advertisement, every billboard, every rap song, every pop culture representation is all about me and mine. Come on now. These oppose the pride of life. These concepts, these precepts, these principles in scripture. These oppose the flesh. These oppose materialism. But here we are today, and I'm going to say it again, we are dealing with spiritual matters. We're not handling the wisdom of the world this morning, but we're handling the eternal word of God. This word of God confounds all of the wisdom that's here on terra firma. This word of God, his ways are above our ways. This word of God is greater. And it confounds worldly wisdom. In the spirit world, a strong man can be bound and his house can be spoiled. And an omnipotent God can be limited by his own creation. How can it be? Our text tells us their heart was not right with him. Someone say it's a heart issue. It's always a heart issue. It's always a heart issue. There's lots of heart issues. A heart's a big deal. Giving comes from what? Comes from a big heart, right? People say, oh, he has such a big heart. He's a giver. You ever heard that before? Sadness is heart-wrenching. Gladness makes the heart happy. Sincerity is heartfelt. And loss is heartbreaking. So much flows from our hearts. And if I drew today on a whiteboard in front of you all a big red heart, what would you say that it represented? Love. Love. Y'all have a heart? 
You know I'm feeling like five songs right now, but I'm not going to do a hallelujah. And love can be a mushy matter. The heart can be a mushy matter. It's all that is to do with affection and, 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 and feelings and intimacy. And this is where people get nervous, especially men. Ooh, we get nervous when we start talking about intimacy and affection. And that's for behind closed doors. Hallelujah. Nobody's going to talk about it, know about it, see it. Then we come in with three or 400 people. And somebody starts singing, I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe. And all the men are like. I don't think that song has ever been sung at a men's conference ever. Because it's just getting too close to the heart. I hope you all, I hope you all are right. We just came through a series, Enemies of the Heart. If you were here, you were blessed. Wednesday evening, some of the most powerful and profound teaching that happens in the north uh, on this continent, hallelujah, happens here on Wednesday nights. And uh, Brother Enos concluded that series with a sermon, a lesson on matters of the heart. And his primary text I want to cite, Proverbs 4.23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You know the bad thing about growing up in the church and hearing this word all the time? You quit hearing it. You start reciting it, but you can't hear it. Out of the heart are the issues of life. What? <laughs> How am I ever going to get you all back up now that we got you down this low? Think about it with me for just a moment, church. What are the issues that you're facing? What is spoiling your home? What is it that is being exhibited in your finances or perhaps in your children or perhaps on the job? Come on now. I'm telling you that issues, issues of life flow from the heart. And we know the heart of man, Jeremiah tells us, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? That means I can't even know my own heart. This is why it's so critical that I take my stony heart to God that he might give me a new heart of flesh that is malleable, that he can sow the seed of life into and his word can penetrate. Hallelujah. And so David prayed the prayer that is so needful that each and one of us pray. Create in me, say it with me, a clean heart, O God. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Not, Lord, clean my heart, but create in me a new heart, a clean heart. It's going to take something that happens beyond what a little soap and water can do. It's got to be a work of the Holy Ghost if my heart is going to be clean. Amen. And so the number one killer in America is heart disease. And I would submit today that the number one killer in the church is heart disease. Hallelujah. Nobody wants to eat right. Not in here. Uh-oh. And not out there. Come on now. We want spiritual McDonald's and it's killing us in the spirit. We want physical McDonald's and it's killing us in the flesh. Y'all laugh at me. You know it's true. Hallelujah. It's what flows to our hearts from without to within, come on, that determines the heart's condition. 
Matthew 6.21 says, for where your treasure is, someone say treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, when you look at that word treasure, we all say, well, that's where I put my money or that's where I actually actually take my resources and deposit them. And that is true. That word treasure actually has this, this idea of deposit wrapped up into it in the Greek. But somebody said time is money. Where your treasure is, where your time is, whatever you're putting your deposits into, right? Come on, where your energy flows, that is where your heart is. And out of the heart flow the issues of life. We're going to get there in a minute. Now listen, take heart. God is still limitless. God is still limitless. And while your heart could cause him to be limited today, I want you to know that he, in his power, when our heart and our flesh faileth, the psalmist says, God is the strength of our heart and he is our portion forever. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Hallelujah. How many want your heart to be right today? How many want your heart to be right, God? I want you to heal my heart disease, God. I want you to make me over in the sanctuary. Paul entreats us in Romans 12 by the mercies of God to present our bodies as living sacrifices. What does a living sacrifice look like, Paul? Well, first of all, it's holy. Second of all, it's acceptable. Third of all, if you're really hung up on this, I want to remind you that it is your reasonable service to submit yourself, hallelujah, as a living sacrifice. And we're called up, like our text was giving reference to today and flattering the Lord with our mouths. We sing songs of holiness and surrender and giving of oneself, but the consuming fire of God, when it gets too close to the heart, we roll off the altar. Woo! Things were getting hot. The consuming fire of God wants all of us. He's asking for a living sacrifice. But my schedule, whoa, 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 we're going to leave that over here. We'll put something else on the, how about I give you my hand clap, but I keep my schedule. Come on, church. I'm just being real with you. I don't know about you, but I would love to see God off the leash today. I would love for the church in America and Brian Duvall to just quit treating him like a good dog, walking him through the park, all y'all see my Jesus, and let him off the leash so that he can be limitless and run in power and in might with healing in his wings, converting the soul of the sinner. Hallelujah. My Lord and my God. Heart conditions can bind even a strong man and limit even a limitless God. Too often I resist God because he's working on me and he gets too close to where all my deposits are going. God, you don't understand. I've been putting a lot of energy into that and you're consuming fires moving toward it and I'm afraid it's going to take everything that I did and it's going to consume it. Well, consume on, Jesus. I need you in my life. Lord, I know if it's in your hand, it's in the right place. Glory to God. Things got a little too intimate, Lord, a little too mushy. You started asking me for levels of relationship that I wasn't ready for yet. You're moving too fast, Jesus. Huh? Some of y'all seen me preach before. The rest of y'all get over it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. God wants your heart. God wants your heart. 
I hope I'm not being too abstract today. Jesus said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me. Ooh, that's intimate. That's intimate right there. He that abideth in me, and I abide in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. The same bringeth forth much fruit. I don't know about you, but I want some fruit in my life. Jesus, help me. God, I need to walk in the marketplace and be fruitful. I want to know that when I go, there's love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, long-suffering, temperance. I want the fruit of the Spirit in me, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to be real for just a minute. It may take more than a song. It may take more than an offering or a hand clap or a dress code for me to be fruitful. Crickets, sooner or later, I'm going to have to be alone with God, Brother Colbreth. Sooner or later, I'm going to have to be exposed. Sooner or later, my God in heaven, there's got to be a consummation. It's the same root word, a consuming that has to occur in my life if I'm going to be fruitful. I've got to be consumed by his holy presence until something is alive in me, my God in heaven, until my appetite changes and whatever is on the inside begins to require a change of plans and a change of pace because what God wants to do in this hour is beginning to be felt in holy contract holy contractions they are a provocation to travail when a woman is great with child and that contraction comes oh come on you've heard it in the sanctuary before somebody said oh my god god's doing something in the spirit he's birthing something there's fruit inside of you and he wants it to be born hallelujah (laughs) glory to god What will make the church fruitful here in Montgomery, Ohio? These will be born when our hearts are knit with his. When we are one in him, even as he is one. Look out, world. We serve a limitless God. I came today to declare that Jesus Christ desires to see the limitless loosed in your life. Don't limit God, Israel. Don't limit God, Israel. Check on your heart. Check on your heart. God has impressed upon my spirit that his people are weary with the limits of their relationship with him. No? None of y'all feel it? When I get in my prayer closet and I feel that same old vain repetition coming out and my mind's a million miles away, Brother Cedric, I'm taking, I'm taking every prayer request before him. Those that have cancer, those that are lost, unsaved loved ones. Come on, I'm getting real for a minute. Broken relationships, wayward children, backslidden saints, my God. And here I go, and it's rolling off my tongue. And I get up from that place, and I have faith for a moment. But then Monday hits me, Tuesday hits me, Wednesday, and I'm right back praying the same prayer. And I just have to ask myself a question for just a minute. Am I limiting God somehow because I believe in this word with every fiber of my being? And I know that there are some things that should not be. And I want to walk in the power. I want to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. We are his people. We are set apart for him. We are holy. We are endued with power from on high to be witnesses in this day and in this age. Hallelujah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I got twelve. Lord have mercy. I can't even do the math. One puts a thousand of flight. A hundred. A thousand? Two puts ten thousand. Where are we at? Three. A hundred thousand? Where are we at? We got millions of demons that got to flee when we come together and say, I'm taking the leash off God. I'm taking the leash off God. Lord, I'm loosing the limitless in this place. You can have my praise. You can have my finances. You can have my heart.
Hallelujah. Woo! In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I believe Jesus wants to pour out his spirit like we have never seen before. You all have heard it a hundred times. You're numb with it. I said I believe he wants to pour out his power and his spirit like we have never seen before. Hallelujah. My God in heaven. There's still prophecy to be fulfilled. There's still power of promise to walk in. We're weary because our hearts have believed the lies of the enemy. That's why. That's why. When I go in, get my heart under a microscope, there's parts of me that I have not allowed to be consumed. I can't speak for you. I want to believe that somehow the favor of God and his miraculous is going to be upon me when my closest relationships and my conversations day in and day out fail to glorify him. When they fail in faith. When they fail in edification, some of y'all going, oh, he's getting heavy. Church, this is heavy. This is heavy. We're dealing with spiritual things. We're dealing with spiritual matters. You want to know how heavy it is? If the trumpet sounded right now. What young person would come wandering down the steps to see where everybody was? Time is short. And I'm praying the Lord of the harvest send forth labors, God. And while you're sending, Lord, send me. And while you're talking, Lord, talk to me. And while you're moving, Jesus, move on me. Jesus. Come on. Come on. You checking your bracket? Come on, church. I'm just being real for a moment. We've got some heart conditions that are limiting the great God of Israel, the Holy One of Israel. He wants to speak light into your life and shatter the darkness this morning. He wants to bring clarity to your confusion. He wants to make your crooked path straight. I'm telling you, he's here. He's ready. He's able. Somebody let him loose in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Woo. Lord. You've been limited by my frailty, God, my folly, God, my failing faith. But I come to tell the church today that you can be liberated. Hallelujah. I want you to have a revelation that you have power in your hand. You have power in your hand. The type of bondage we're dealing with in the book of Mark is not a bondage that you need the Holy Ghost to come break. You can do it by just exhibiting faith and standing up and saying enough is enough. Lord, I know I haven't given my finance. I'm getting my checkbook out before I change my mind. I'm going to give it to you, God. I know that I've dealt with this too long. I know I've sat in the pew the same posture for 20 years. I've gotten the same results, but today is a new day, and I'll stand up on my feet, and I will declare the day of the Lord and his glory. My God in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. You and I limit God with our lack of resolution. It cripples our demonstration. I hope I'm not being too abstract here. Lord, I know time's gone. Brother Seth, I don't know how powerful that slide is. I just just saw that. Have mercy. But it's good. 
You know what it's teaching me? It's a little mushy. I shouldn't be afraid. Hallelujah. Listen, y'all. I hear Delilah over there. Sammy. Samson. Yeah, baby. Huh? Tell me where your strength comes from. Tell me where your strength comes from. Some of y'all got voices in your life just like hers. Every conversation ends with you being bound. Sam's a slow learner. Strong guy. I'm sure he had big, beautiful hair. Slow learner. What is it in your life? What is it in mine? That voice that's constantly, constantly hearkening. And every time I succumb to it, I wake up bound. Is that too abstract? You need suggestions on what it might be? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a holy hush. Hallelujah. Samson. We got to determine in our hearts that enough is enough. Enough is enough. When that sports schedule gets published and, oh, you look in and you thought, what? What did you think? Did you think just all the Wednesdays and Sundays were going to be cleared this year? Man, I just lost so many friends. I'm telling you, church, there's a heart condition we're dealing with. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, don't let me fear their faces, God. I want to declare the truth in this place because if the truth is declared, the truth will show up. And that's Jesus Christ himself. He is the way and he is the truth and he is the life. Hallelujah. We're not going to come to the Father. We're not going to see glory unless we come through him. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When our resolution, when my resolution to see God move is greater than my pride, when it's greater than my inhibition, when it's greater than my fear, when it's greater than my doubt, when I am determined to let God be God, the spoiled, complacent American church, y'all, we have never seen off the chain until we have determined to yield ourselves wholly to Jesus Christ and let the limits be taken off of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bartimaeus, blind beggar. Bart, how old are you? I don't know. Somebody give me an age. How old do you think you what? 38. I have 38. Who will give me 38? 38 years you've made it, Bart. You're fine. You're okay. You've been fed. You've been clothed. Why can't you just be content with the way things are? What's wrong with that sanctuary over there on Montgomery Road? Okay, it gets crowded every weekend or week out, but it's okay. Don't get in my pocketbook or nothing. <laughs> you all. Why can't you just chill, Bart? But Bartimaeus heard about something that was happening. Heard that Jesus was doing things bigger than what anybody else he had ever encountered was doing. And Bartimaeus had something inside of him. If I could say it this way, it was in his heart. 
and he could not let Jesus pass by. And he raised his voice and he cried out, And I don't know if he was facing east when Jesus was walking west. And I got news for you. Bart didn't know either. But somebody said, hey, Bart, man, what are you trying to do? You're getting loud. And he cried out all the more. And the crowd turned to him and said, keep your peace. Don't you know that Jesus is out giving folks deliverance? Don't you know he's ministering to someone that needs a touch? And Bartimaeus said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. My God in heaven, the Bible says that Jesus stopped in his tracks. He stood still and he turned to come to where he was. Do you know how Bart went to bed that night? It was different than he woke up that morning. (laughs) He could see because he had touched heaven and he took the leash off of God. Brian, Brian, I need monitor. I need monitor. I'm killing these people. Brian, what are you saying? I'm saying if the hand clap ain't getting it, figure out what will. Come on. I'm saying if the Monday morning's routine isn't leaving you with peace and joy in your heart come noonday, then change your routine. If I've got to get up and seek his face, then I'm going to get up and seek his face because there's a limitless God. And far be it from me, far be it from me to limit him. My God, let's give him glory in this place. Let's give him glory in this place. You know what Bartimaeus was exhibiting? You know what he was exhibiting? My God, this is where the song Do Not Pass Me By was, was first, first sign. That's right. He was over there. While on the dust thou art calling, do not pass me by. Woo! Church, he's moving on me. Go ahead and get you some. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't pass me by, Lord. Don't pass me by, Lord. Heal me in my spirit. Heal me in my soul. You made a way for Brother Brian. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, you healed Jared Leeser. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, you made a way for Pastor Urshan. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, you used Peter when he denied you three times. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You parted the Red Sea when Israel was nearly overtaken. God, did I read that right? Did you literally, did you literally send an angel to talk to a man who was hiding from the enemy, trying to thresh wheat in a wine press? And did you call him a mighty man of valor? Oh Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Don't get hung up on what you can't do. Get so convinced that if you yield what you've got to him, that he can do anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, hallelujah. So Jesus is teaching. The people are compelled. They can't take it. 
They're like, man, I got to hear what he has to say. And one turns to two, turns to hundreds, turns to thousands. Then we have 5,000 men. 5,000 men. How do we know that it's really a multitude of 20 to 25,000? Well, men, I'm going to tell you men how we know. Because when men get busy following Jesus, everybody comes. Hallelujah. Come on, men. Where are you at? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't be afraid to lay back against him and breathe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So there's a boy there who had the foresight to pack a lunch. Maybe mama did it for him. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us, but he's got five loaves and two fishes. It might be enough for him. It may be enough for his buddy. You his buddy? You're his buddy. Stand up here, Brother Jesse. Hey, man. You hear these people, they're getting hungry, but don't worry. I got five loaves and two fishes. We're good. I'll share it with you, but I'm going to take three of the loaves. You only get two, okay? All right. What happens? Lord, the people are hungered. You've brought them out here. What? You mean they followed you to a place where they got hungry? That just hit me, Brother Calvert. They followed him to a place that caused them to hunger. Woo. Some of us ain't hungry and we ain't thirsty because we ain't following him. My God. But when you get a little taste of what he's got going on, there's going to be a hunger that starts to well up inside of you. My, does anybody hear that? I got hunger pains. My stomach's growling. My God in heaven, I'm thirsty right now. Do you know I've been, I've been walking with Jesus for a day, day and a half, two days. I'm starting to get hungry. Hungry to see Jesus move. Hallelujah. Woo! He shot the heart. So they said, hey, Lord, there's a lad here who's got a lunch with five loaves and two fishes. Now, I'm not going where y'all think I'm going, but I'm going to talk to us about breaking the stronghold in our life that binds us of demonstration. And one way that we demonstrate our faith is through giving. Now, this young boy could have said, I can't give you my lunch because if I give you my lunch, then I don't have a lunch. And I hear a lot of people that don't pay tithes talking that language. And I'm not condemning you. I'm enlightening you today. If you will allow me, let me point to what the scripture tells us. They bring the lunch to Jesus. And first and foremost, Jesus does this. This is the first thing he does. He lifts it up to heaven. Church, there is power. When you take what God has given you that looks sometimes like it's only just enough and you lift it up to heaven. This is a principle found all throughout scripture. Moses said, I can't talk, Lord. I'm so slow of speech. He said, oh, you can't? I made your mouth. I already knew that, Moses. Tell me something I don't know. And Moses was slow of speech, so he couldn't say nothing. And then God said, what's in your hand? What do you have? He said, well, my staff. Throw it down. Give it to me. Lift it up. Take what you do have and give it to me and see what will happen. Here's the first principle that the church needs to understand. Everything I've got is his. I've got to lift it up. And when I give it to him, watch what happens. Watch what happens. When I give it to him, this is what he does with it. The Bible says that if it was lifted up and then it says, and he blessed it. 
You can keep your lunch that ain't blessed. I'd much rather have a lunch that is. Hallelujah. You can keep your finances that ain't blessed. I'd much rather have a finances that is. You can keep your marriage that ain't blessed. I'd much rather have a marriage that is. You can keep your household that ain't blessed. I'd much have a household that is. Listen to me. He lifted it up to heaven and he blessed it. I want to tell the church today, anything that you will lift up to heaven, God will bless. Anything you lift up to heaven, God will bless. But he's not just going to bless you. He's going to bless everybody. Because the Bible says after he blessed it, he break it. And I don't mean broken like it can't be fixed. I mean he multiplied it. I mean he multiplied it until 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 were fed. And when they were fed, there was enough left over for anybody who wanted seconds. Come on, church. We have to get into the power of demonstration and yielding ourselves to Jesus Christ. I lift it up to you, Lord. I lift it up to you, Lord. Bless it. Oh, God, when you bless it, it'll be multiplied. Hallelujah. I want you to think about this building project. I got stopped in a hall. I don't know how many times I was asked in our business meeting, what they saying about the new building? I don't know. I wasn't in there. Um, <laughs> that's what I said. But I knew what they said. So, so just bear with me for a minute. Anybody have a burden for Montgomery? What do you want, the prettiest church on the block? That'd be nice. Here's the thing, church. We're doing all right. We got debt. We don't emphasize it. I had somebody tell me, man, I don't know if we need to give anymore. Everything sounded so good on the report. I said, I should have been in there. Let me adjust your thinking. There's a limitless God. A limitless God. He sees 280, 300, 340, 360. And you know what he says? 2,800, 3,500, 4,600. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's a limitless God. He doesn't think like we think. What he needs us to do is lift up everything that he's given us to him so that he can bless it. Because when he blesses it, look out world, look out world. You'll see the megaplex in Montgomery. We'll see ministries flourish. We'll see Bible studies that convert souls week in and week out and day in and day out because God is in it. Hallelujah. The power of demonstration. The power of demonstration. Man, I'm in extra innings. We've got to stop. I want the musicians to come. I want the musicians to come. Hallelujah. Listen, I have prayed and I have asked God, Lord, protect the people from me because I know me. And I, and, I, and I get all fired up and God gives me powerful revelation. Then I say something that's half cynical and sarcastic and people can't, they can't, they can't, they can't be with me when I'm swerving all over the highway, you know. But I'm asking God again, Lord, make what has happened here safe in Jesus' name. Speak to the hearts of your people, Lord. There are people under the sound of my voice, God, that are weary. They are weary with the limitations that they have felt, that they've bumped up against in their prayer closet, that they've bumped up against in their relationships, that they've bumped up against in their circumstance, God. And I'm asking you right now, Lord, would you move in this place? Lord, would you move in this place, God? And would you begin to touch hearts, Father? Would you touch my heart, Lord? Would you awaken us again to know and understand that you desire to do a work that is greater than we could ever ask or think we desire lord to loose the limitless in this place loose the limitless in this place stand across the assembly if you would church our bondage is created by hard issues poor choices our god's limitation is born out of the same and I know, I know that the exegesis and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the literal interpretation, if I got any Bible scholars under the sound of my voice, you may not, you may not let me go here. 
But as I was thinking about this this week, I said, Lord, what is it? We have people that are bound, and then we have in Scripture a God that is limited. I said, what is the, what is the connection? And I know in the literal interpretation, this is not what the Scripture meant, but the Scripture was quickened to my mind after Jesus had given the keys to the kingdom to Peter. He said, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And I remember I was driving to Lafayette, Indiana. I was sitting in the passenger seat, had my laptop open. I was working. Marla was driving. I had a little Jesse Artist moment there for a minute. I got blessed. She said, what's going on? I said, the Lord just showed me something. If I'll just let my resources loose down here, he'll let his resources loose up there. If I'll just let my faith go down here, he'll let the object of my faith go up there. If, I, if, I, if, I, if I'll just let my, let my praise go down here about how great he is, then all the greatness that he is will be loosed up there. Come on, church. I know I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you, some of you don't know how to respond to the word right now. But I want you to think about whatever is being quickened in your spirit right now. If you need to cry out, go ahead and cry out. I can promise you nobody under the sound of my voice is going to tell you to hold your peace. You go ahead and cry out. If you need to give God your finances, go ahead, write a check, fold it in half, throw it up here on the altar. Brother Tom will get it later. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If you need to turn off, if you need to literally go and uninstall your bracket app because it is sucking the life out of you right now and you're so preoccupied with basketball, you wouldn't know if God said your name three times. Let me tell you, get on your phone and delete it. Go ahead. Whatever God is dealing with you, don't wait. Don't delay. Let's take the leash off God and loose the limitless in this house. Hallelujah. Something happens. Something happens when I let go of what I've got down here so that God can let go of all he's got up there. Woo! My Lord in heaven. Hallelujah. If we can raise 50,000, who knows what heaven will release? Come on. If we can tell five people, who knows what heaven will release? My God, are you all feeling this? I know you're feeling this past noon. Come on. Come on, I'm going to ask you to respond right now. Brother Andrew, I'm going to stop for a moment. Go ahead and sing. If you need to respond to the Word of God, I promise you that there are ministers in this place that will agree with you that today, this day, the day the Lord has made, your heart will be changed. And God is going to empower you to walk into this week in new boldness, in new glory, and see the hand of God unleashed in your life like never before. Gather. Hallelujah. I surrender.